Trivia Music Show of your favorite pop stars. What's good, everybody? We are back with another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And if it's your first time joining us, we scour the internet and find lesser-known facts about some of the legends, big names, megastars, or what I always say, some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And let's see at the end of this episode if you know as much as you think you know about some of these big icons in music. I'm TJ Reed, and I got with me in the studio Cynthia, or is it Xingyu? Yes. Hey guys, this is <laughs> Xingyu. All right, all right.、I'm、so happy to be on the show again. Nice. And before we get started, I want to keep the tradition, the pop muse tradition that is, and I want to ask you a really quick question. So, Xingyu, yeah, why did the grandma sit in the rocking chair with her rollerblades on? Rollerblades. 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 What、yeah. is rollerblades? <laughs> okay, you gotta know what that is. So rollerblades are those、um, kind of like skates. Uh huh. Yeah, that are like in a linear fashion. A skate. A skate. Yeah, you know people are skating. With yeah. Skates, wheels. Uh huh. Right. So why did the grandma sit in the rocking chair with her rollerblades on? Because she wanted to skate. It's winter season. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I forgive you for that answer. No, it's okay. The answer is because she wanted to rock and roll. <laughs> facial expression, guys. You can't see it, but I can see it, and it I'm, is I'm, I'm lovely. I'm speechless. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, who do you have for us today? Which artist are you going to introduce? The artist I'm going to share today is a Chinese male singer、okay. who has grown in popularity in recent years,、mm. and he has a very beautiful voice. A beautiful voice. Yes.、That's... Some say his voice is like the voice kissed by an angel. The voice kissed by an、mm, angel. Imagine that. That sounds. I mean, I, you normally hear these type of、um, associations or these kinds of compliments for ladies, maybe possibly children. Exactly. But this is a dude,、exactly. right? Exactly. Okay. Yes. Interesting.、Mm, interesting. And he showed up at the、uh, Spring Festival gala. He showed up.、Huh? He、yeah. just randomly walked and, in. No, no, no. He performed. <laughs> he performed at the gala. Right.、Um, you know that the gala is the most watched TV show in China.、So、right, it's, it's right. Every Chinese New Year, right? Yes, every Chinese New Year, and it's actually his second time performing at the show. So. Okay, so hopefully、uh, he's kissed a lot of people with his singing, right? <laughs> Right.、Uh, so, who do you have for us today? Today, I have a really cool musician that I can't say that I grew up listening to her, but she, while I was in college, I stumbled across her music, and it had a kind of a different sound. It was、uh, a bit loud. It was in your face, and it was a bit、um, how do you, how do I say it? it? It went against the norms, especially for a lot of women. So、mm. I think that her style is really cool, and I definitely feel that you know who she is. Really? Yeah, I think I, I think you know who she is. What and... if I don't? <laughs> <laughs> well, we we do the thirty second、uh, grace period, but 
I think you'll know who this person is. And for all the listeners out there, they will definitely know who I'm referencing for this episode. She's huge in the world of music. But before we get into it, I wanted to drop our quick disclaimer that all of the facts that we find for this show are internet based. So bear with us on any inaccuracies. Some of these quote unquote facts could be a little bit outdated. So just reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you if there are any mistakes and hopefully we can update that onto a later episode. So now, Xingyu, if you're ready, we can go ahead and get started. <laughs> I think I need to take some notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and get started with fact number one. And this is according to Nikki Swift, which is a U.S. news and entertainment authority. Fame 10, which is another U.S. entertainment news site. This artist grew up in a quote unquote broken home. Her parents divorced when she was, some sources say, three years old, others say 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but this uh, separation kind of sparked a rebellious streak that never went away. And you can kind of see it in her music. Her dad was actually a Vietnam vet who was trained in guerrilla warfare tactics. Not sure how that played out in her childhood, but. This artist said that her dad used to keep rocket launchers in their garage when she was young. Not sure how he got rocket launchers, but... Um, what is rocket launcher? You know what a rocket is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a missile yeah. that you can put on your shoulder uh-huh. and it shoots. Yeah, rocket launchers. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. he has rocket launchers At home. in the garage. In the garage. When they, when they were growing up. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, she also noted that her dad got kicked out of some of her award ceremonies due to getting into fights with security. Yeah, this he seems like a, a pretty rough guy, mm-hmm. put it that way. Yeah. Um, so growing up, she recalls not being allowed to go to some of her friends' houses because she was, quote, a bad influence. So this is the girl that mm-hmm. the parents didn't want their kids to hang around with. Okay. <laughs> that's that's so, so sad. <laughs> a little bit. Um, mm. Might be unjustified and it might be justified. She might earn that title. Who knows? Um, according to a Daily Mail interview back in 2006, she said that none of my friend's parents liked me and my own parents were scared to death of me and for me. Mm. And that's according to herself. So I think she earned that title. Uh, she also said that she never felt like she fit in. And that all she ever wanted to do as a kid was to just get out of that town mm. and get on with her life. So I can kind of understand that feeling of just wanting to like leave yeah. the place where you grew up. Mm-hmm. And so, so you had the same feeling? Yeah. Just wanting to like leave my hometown and like to you know, make, make the a name new world. For, yeah, <laughs> make a name for myself or whatever. Uh, but the I think the rebellious streak, mm-hmm. um, it's really prevalent in families where there's a divorce. And I, mm-hmm. I guess in my family with um some of my siblings, mm-hmm. you know, with the divorce in my in my family. Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. somehow I identify with that a little bit. This artist is heavily influenced by Madonna and Janis Joplin. Madonna. Madonna, mm-hmm. yes. In a 2000 interview, check this out, with MTV, she said that during her childhood, she used to think that she was Madonna's daughter. What? Saying I've, that she's always been the type of person that followed Madonna around, kind of like a lost puppy. And she didn't speak to her mother for a year because she wow. was sure that she adopted her. So, <laughs> That's crazy. A little bit, a little mm. bit. It almost seems like, you know, she was just so different from her mom. 
it's like yeah technically we're related like you gave birth to me but in terms of character they're uh, just so different so maybe she felt like i was adopted there's yeah, no way she, that I, she felt she didn't belong to the family but kind of a harsh thing to say though right yes <laughs> that's too bad yeah, yeah, we're going to move on to fact number two. And this is, uh, again, according to Nikki Swift, Fame 10, and Wikipedia. After taking singing lessons since she was about nine years old, she got an early start to her career in the music industry. Okay. Uh, she sang in a gospel choir, which is surprising to me. When she was 13, uh, she was in a punk band before performing with an R&B girl group called Basic Instinct when she was 15. That might be a clue to some hardcore fans out there. <laughs> Basic Instinct. Basic Instinct. Um, I mean, I don't know who they are, but it's just for hardcore fans. Mm. They might That might okay. be a, a clue there. Mm. But yeah, gospel, punk, and R&B. Very different genres. But she wrote her first song when she was 14. 14. And um, at 15, she was singing and doing backup dancing as well. And when she was 16, she got her first record deal. Mm. So, yeah, I guess music was has kind of been a part of her for quite a while. She admitted that she grew up a little bit too fast. And what I mean by that is she got into the club scene at an extremely young age. Mm. So according to this source, uh, by the age of nine, she was smoking. Nine? Nine years old smoking, yeah. And by the age of 13, she was a regular in the Philadelphia club scene. So this is at 13. All right. Is it legal? It's not, actually. The sources don't indicate this, but mm. I'm American, and in the States, sometimes you have people who get fake IDs. Ah, and so that's okay. the way that they can get into these kinds. Because, yeah, you're right. You can only you have to be 21 years old. Mm. And some kids, they look sometimes older than their actual physical age. And so they have a, um, you know, if they have a fake ID, sometimes they can get into these places. Okay. It happens. Mm. So needless to say, she was there. She was probably, she was doing a lot of drinking, performing, and overall just heavily partying before she was even 16 years old. So yeah, grew up really fast, dropped out of high school, problems with the law. And what sparked the turning point was that she almost died uh, at the age of 15 from uh, substance abuse overdose. So oh my God. very traumatic situation. Mm. And also, again, very young. Um, and I believe that this is probably why at this point in her life, she's um, you know involved in a number of charities that help troubled youth, such as Save the Children, Take Back the Night and uh, the Prince's Trust. And there's a lot more that she's involved in. For people who have this kind of life, you know, it's really difficult for people outside of this world to really understand mm -hmm. how difficult it is growing up. And when you have certain unresolved issues, yeah. and how it can kind of spiral in, into other areas of your life. So I think that maybe her childhood, you know, kind of got her, helped her to get involved in trying to help other people who might have had, you know, the same similar circumstances. Yeah. All right. Doesn't look like it's ringing any bells for you yet. <laughs> I have <laughs> kind no of idea. Kind of quiet over there. No idea. All right. We're going to move on to fact number three. Same sources, Nikki Swift, Fame 10, and Wikipedia. She started, as I mentioned earlier, as an R&B singer and joined an all-female group called Choice. This is another one. And this is where she got her record deal with La Face Records, a very famous uh, record label in the States. 
Um, they had one hit that was featured in <laughs> a really funny movie uh, called Kazam. If what? you haven't heard of it, what? it's probably a good thing. <laughs> what? Kazam? Kazam is the name of the movie, and it starred a NBA legend named Shaquille O'Neal. Not sure if you heard this name, but no, he's, uh... he's like a huge, huge. He's one of the tallest and biggest basketball players ever. Okay. And in this movie, he was like a genie. <laughs> so it was a, it was a box office bomb. It was an awful movie. But they had a song on that soundtrack. So needless to say, I don't think too many people heard of this song because the movie wasn't even that good. So, <laughs> so yeah, eventually her record exec gave her an ultimatum and that was to go solo or go home. Ah. And she finally went solo. And yeah, at the age of 20, she released her debut album. And I'm just going to go ahead and drop the album title. title. It's Can't Take Me Home, which sold a whopping 3 million records. Can't Take Me Home. Can't Take Me Home. That's the name oh, of Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take, take Me Home, please. Well, Cynthia, yeah. I think it depends on the context, right? Take Me Home may have other implications, too. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> All right, now you're, now you're with me. Okay. okay. And then moving right along here. Her career continued to rise with the success of her second solo album. And this one is the one that I heard of. was really good. It's called Misunderstood. Misunderstood. Which, yeah, which sold about 10 million copies and established oh. her as a pop rock artist. Pop rock. Yeah, so she veered away from the R&B stuff and got into pop rock. So... Yeah, so that was some really, really big clues there. I think <laughs> your shores are really, really. Yeah, big. yeah, yeah. And you're you can't be taking notes now. You have to just listen. Yeah, that's cheating. <laughs> when you're looking up, I have to take notes. <laughs> All right, we're gonna keep it moving. Fact number four. This is where things get a bit more obvious. Mm -hmm. So this artist is known for being outspoken to critics and going against stereotypes placed on women. In April 2015, she attended a cancer research benefit in a low-cut black dress. And after the photos were released from the event, she was viciously attacked for her appearance. And the internet troll slammed her for gaining weight. So she replied, and I think her reply was classic. And mm -hmm. it was, quote, While I admit that dress didn't photograph as well as it did when I tried it on at home, I also admit that I felt very pretty. In fact, I feel beautiful. So my good and concerned people, please don't worry about me. I'm not worried about me. And I'm not worried about you either. I'm perfectly fine, perfectly happy, and my healthy, voluptuous, and crazy strong body is having some much-deserved time off. Thanks for your concern. I love cheesecake. <laughs> so it was just kind of cool that she was just like... Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, she didn't get nasty, at least from, you know, at least from my sources. She didn't get nasty and mm. vulgar. She just told them, I'm not the type to be bullied, so just get off my back. Mm. And that could be a big clue to, again, to listeners, to fans out there. Uh, moving on here, she's got quite a few tattoos, about 20 to be specific, mm. or more than 20. Uh, and one tattoo is a tattoo of her bulldog, which was a gift from Lisa Marie Presley, which is Elvis Presley's daughter. And oh. uh, she gave her a bulldog. Unfortunately, the bulldog drowned and died. So she got a tattoo of this dog. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. But I mean, you know, it's a um, signature clue or a big deal for this person. Uh, her stage name is said to be inspired by a Quentin Tarantino film character from the movie Reservoir dogs 
that's one theory and then of course another theory is a childhood prank that her friend played on her that left her exposed making her turn a certain color all over so that's another mm. um, big clue for who this artist is and what? again I think that's screaming the answer for some people they probably oh already got it no <laughs> I mean I'll say that again she was embarrassed from a prank that was played on her and she turned a certain color and that color is it has inspired her name so i'm gonna leave that there and i'm gonna keep going <laughs> oh no <laughs> all right we're gonna move on to fact number five and this is again from the same sources nikki swift fame 10 and wikipedia her husband was a former motocross racer carrie hart big clue there they met at a 2001 <laughs> summer x games in philadelphia they dated for a few years and she eventually decided to pop the question to him in an incredibly unusual way and what yes kind of way? you heard it right she proposed to ah. him which is you know a little bit different i guess yeah. he proposed to her a number of times but she kept saying no and then eventually she changed she her changed mind, her mind and, she and she proposed to ah. him yeah. So I guess while he was competing in a race, and this is according to Pop Sugar, a U.S. entertainment news source, she was standing in the pit with a sign saying, will you marry, marry me? me? And I guess uh, he didn't see it the first race. And so she had another sign. She came out there again and said, I'm serious. Mm -hmm. And then he saw it. And I guess he, he accepted. Oh. So, yeah, they, she asked him. No, I thought that was kind of unusual. I mean, mm. that doesn't happen yeah, very often. Rare. Still don't know. <laughs> well, the marriage wasn't easy. And their rocky marriage was highly publicized. The couple had been doing, I guess, couples counseling for almost 20 years to stay together so they've had a lot of ups and downs and you can kind of hear it in the music so this artist is not only a uh, a singer she also writes for other stars and i'm not sure if you heard the song what do you want from me by adam lambert but she wrote the song the lyrics for that uh she wrote Outside of You by Hilary Duff, Take a Picture by Maya, and um, a Faith Hill song called If You're Gonna Fly Away, and also Recovering by Celine Dion. Yeah, she's written a lot of songs for a lot of different artists. She won a Grammy Award, and this is a big clue here. Mm -hmm. uh, she won a Grammy Award for her collaboration with Christina Aguilera, which the two didn't get along very well. They were kind of <laughs> beefing for a while. Uh, okay. I think it was a conflict of styles. One kind of championed it first, and the other one felt like the other one was trying to like take her style a little bit. So yeah, anyway, uh, Little Kim and Maya, they did a song together on the remake of Lady Marmalade, which was the... I know the, the song, Lady <laughs> Marmalade. Finally a song that I know. <laughs> and this is from the movie musical Moulin Rouge. Ah, Moulin Rouge. So this is a famous movie, and also this song is quite famous as well. So and she, most, she wrote the song? She was. She got a Grammy Award for being in the song. She, she sang in it. She was one of the ladies... That in that lineup that I just oh, mentioned. Okay. So, yeah, that's a huge clue, I think, for the fans out there. They're like, okay, I know who this person <laughs> is for sure. Uh, she's neighbors, apparently, with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, Oprah, and Ellen. So she's, uh, yeah, living next door to some, some big names. Uh, some of her top singles are, and this is where I just give away the goods here, Family Portrait, Just Like a Pill, Dear Mr. President, 
get the party started. And so what? So, so what? Yes. So I'm at the end of my facts. I think I've given everything. I think this person <laughs> is um, huge. And I think that the people listening out there clearly know who I'm referencing. So I'm going to turn the tables to Xingyu. Oh. It's your time to I, guess. I need my phone. <laughs> All right, so you so you don't know, so you need thirty seconds to look it up. I I really don't know. All right, well I'm gonna give you thirty seconds. Wait 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 wait. Starting oh now. My God. Go. Oh. <laughs> Twenty five seconds. Twenty seconds. Fifteen seconds. Is it Bond? You get one choice, so make sure that you're when you're ready. Ten seconds. I think it's her. I think it's her. Five, four, three, two, and one. That's her. All right. So, if you had to guess who this person is, and folks, for you listening out there, she had the assistance of the internet, so hopefully she gets this right. So, <laughs> Cynthia, uh, who is it? Um. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing her name correct or not. Okay. Is she Bon Jovi? <laughs> Jovi? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, let's hear what the judges had to say about that. Oh, I am sorry. You are way off. Bon no. Jovi is a rock group. Oh, it's a and they're group? all male. The person that I have for you today is Pink. Oh, Pink! Yes. Pink. See, you've heard of Pink, right? Is it Pink? Yeah. Oh. It's called So What. Yeah. So ah. Pink is an American singer, songwriter, actress, and dancer. She's regarded as pop royalty for her distinctive raspy voice and acrobatic stage presence. She sold over 135 million records worldwide, making her one of the world's best-selling music artists. I have to say that I'm not crazy about the rock genre, but there are certain individuals, certain groups, certain musicians that just rise and just have something to say that's just penetrating. And I think that Pink was kind of that for me. She had a few um, songs that I really, that really resonated with me. And today I'm going to share a few of those tracks. And the first one I want to share is the kind of the one that I um, tried to sing earlier. And that's So What? So What? Yeah. And after that... I wanted to share my favorite track, and that's Get the Party Started, the remix with Redman. Check it out. Bye. 
get the party started with Pink and Red Man. I love that track. I love the beat and the energy that Redman brought to it. And also the um, the sweet dreams kind of like element that she kind of threw in there, too. I think that that just oh, that set it off for me for that song. I really like So What. So What? I, I, I definitely know the song, but I didn't know Pink is the singer. You so. know what? And that's something about this show that's really important because I feel a lot of people listen to music and they just mm-hmm. know songs yeah they know melodies yeah but they don't know the artist or anything about it and that's something that we bring on this show yeah and i want to say so sorry (laughs) um sorry to the singer and fans nah it's Um, fine it's fine that's you know it's from a different culture i always get the chinese stars wrong so it's fine it's it's an exchange forgive me so yeah (laughs) Come come on come on but yeah so Xingyu, on that note, why don't you present who you have for us today? Okay. <laughs> Let's see if my luck is a little bit better than yours. Uh, yeah. Um, this guy, I didn't know much about his past experiences before. Mm-hmm. So in my memory, whenever I saw him on TV, he oh, was... Oh, this is the beautiful guy, right? The guy that sings beautifully and kisses, he people's, sings kisses beautiful. people's ears, right? Yeah. <laughs> so whenever I saw him on TV, he always laughs. You know, he he's just happy and bright guy Mm -hmm. but um, until I did my research and getting to know about his experiences Uh and I I think I have quite different opinions (laughs) (laughs) and I can't wait to tell his stories sounds Um, a little dark but okay (laughs) (laughs) Um, so let's get started all right let's do it Mm. fact number one this is from mydramalist.com mydramalist oh man can't expect anything good from this It's a website about Asian pop culture. All right. So he was born in a poor family at a small village in Hunan province. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when he was little, his parents worked in another city to make money to support the family. Mm. So he and his older sister was left at home. This is commonplace for some communities, right? Yes, yes. Mm. Especially for rural areas in China. Mm -hmm. So at an early age, he and his sister had to learn how to cook, how to farm, and do the household chores. Oh, that sounds like Mm. hard work. You said farm. Hard work. Not just cleaning a house, but going out in the fields. Yes, Mm. so he said later in 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 an interview that at that time happiness was filling up the stomach really so, filling up the stomach but so that means he was happy he was out there singing and dancing and no, being... he was happy as long as they they were not hungry okay uh, that's a really interesting way to put it <laughs> happiness was filling up the stomach yeah, so um, they were poor. Mm. Um, when he was in primary school, he and his family moved to a bigger city okay. in the nearby province. So um, from an early age, he loved to sing in the class and uh, join the school choir. Like many other kids, he had a high-pitched voice. Like many other kids. Like many other kids. He had a high-pitched voice. Yeah. So many other kids have... Oh, okay. So they're, so. they're kids. Okay. You know, they okay. have you no know, thin vocal cords. Okay. Uh, things were pretty normal until the puberty came. Of course. Other boys in the class were experiencing voice changes right. as they grew up. But... Start to sound like frogs, you know? Yeah, this, this singer's voice barely changed. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And also other were growing taller and taller he remained short what yeah, he, oh he, no that's the worst five feet three inches tall oh. yes yeah, so so his classmates 
made fun of, of him、course. because he's different, and they said he had this sissy voice, and he's short, you know. So he was afraid to speak out in the class or sing in front of an audience. You know what? I resent that because. I had a very slow growth spurt when I was a kid, and、uh-huh. I was short for a while. And yeah, people were shooting up around me like beanstalks, <laughs> and I was like so jealous. I was like, "When's my?" Because my dad is really tall, and I knew I had the genetics to be tall,、oh. but it just didn't happen. Like, and so I was really annoyed. And so I, could, I think for a while I was five three, and I didn't like it. And so that number you, you said five, five three for a while, for a while、oh, okay. I was, and it was really annoying. So I just that number just. Stuck right to my heart, so I I, I empathize with this guy already. <laughs> the voice thing,、mm. I can't really relate, but yeah, the height thing—that's、uh, oof. Yeah, and kids can be brutal at that age. Yeah. So so during most of his middle school years, he had low self-esteem because of his voice. Sure. And his height.、Mm. Yeah. So though he loved singing, he kept his voice hidden as much as possible. Sure. Oh wow. All right. No, and that's interesting too because there's a lot of artists out there who do have this childlike voice. I'm not sure if it's something that they preserve on purpose. And、uh, like for example, Bruno Mars, right? He doesn't、uh. have a lot of bass in his voice.、Um, Adam Levine in the, from Maroon Five, he also doesn't have a deep voice.、Uh, Chris Brown, he's another guy that doesn't have a lot of bass in his voice, but、mm. people love their their music. So,、uh, and Michael Jackson obviously is the biggest, probably example of that as well.、Mm-hmm. He's you know has a、but、really no bass you, in his voice. When you hear Their songs, you you can recognize this is a male voice, but for him,、mm. other people would think it's it's a womanly voice. I don't know. I mean, I grew up listening to Michael Jackson, so I know that's a I know that's a guy.、Uh, But if I never saw him,、mm-hmm. it would be really hard to kind of distinct、uh, that it is it a male or a female,、mm. you know. And so, but yeah, I can kind of understand what you what you mean. Yeah,、there. let's move on to fact number two. All right.、Mm. And this is from Chinese online content creator called Personage. After graduating from high school, he went all the way to Ukraine to study dentistry. Oh wow! I was、That's、surprised、random. to know that. <laughs> yeah, and he said it's because the tuition fees were cheaper, much cheaper there, and his parents thought he could have a stable job after graduation.、Mm. You know, to work as a dentist. Was he still five <laughs> three? Yes. Oh yes. man! Okay.、Mm. So all alone in a complete foreign country. And not knowing the local language, he struggled a lot. You can imagine that. Sure, yeah, sure. He said that、course. he was the only Chinese student in the class, and he slept only two or three hours a day to、mm. learn the language, to translate the textbooks. But he still failed almost all of the exams.、Wow. Oh my goodness! And yeah, after- that's.、Oof. I just I don't know I I empathize with that too because <laughs> I know the family probably spent a small fortune to send him over there、mm. and for, to not be successful I think that that's、uh, yeah it's it's very hard pressure. for for him so after a year he couldn't bear it anymore so he he realized he st- still liked singing so much that he decided to transfer to a local musical academy to、yeah. learn bel canto. In the Ukraine. In Ukraine, still、oh. in Ukraine. Okay. Yeah, and of course his family didn't support his idea, but he was very determined, and he wanted to study under a famous tenorist.、Mm. But the teacher, the Ukrainian teacher, didn't accept Chinese students at that time.、Mm. So the young man begged him for three months, 
and finally persuaded the teacher. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. And the singer、Jeez. says his teacher, who was in his seventies at that time, was not only a mentor but was also like a grandfather to him. Who treated him like a grandson and gave him a lot of love and care? You mean after rejecting him for three months? Yeah, <laughs> he finally accepted him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, same guy. All right. Let's keep going. Fact number three.、Mm-hmm. This is also from Personage.、Um, when he was seventeen, he started uploading his cover songs on the internet while hiding his identity, so not showing his face. Oh wow! Yeah. Very insecure there. Mm-hmm. And his songs attracted many fans,、um, and many of them believe he's a woman because、oh, of,、really? yeah, because of his voice. Yeah, and a lot of people nicknamed him Goddess, but he he never he was too afraid to tell them the truth、oh, until、man. during one live stream. You know, some audiences they were very curious about who he really is, and and they begged him to show his face. <laughs> so he turned on the camera. Oh boy! Here yeah, he goes. and this didn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> the netizens—they were very surprised to see a young man, as be- as they were expecting a goddess, you know. Yeah. So instead of support, he received、uh, mockery criticism from the netizens. Man, this、mm. guy is just—it just seems to follow him wherever he goes, even though he's an adult. I mean, it's not—it's almost excusable at a young age when they're kids. But even as an adult, people can still just yeah have these kinds of things to say. I mean, we're I mean, I feel like as we age and as we become adults, we should be more socialized、mm-hmm. and empathetic towards other human beings. But、yeah. it just seems like we're all still kind of children at heart, and children can be pretty brutal.、Mm, yes, and later a Chinese singing competition show paid attention to this online singer, and the show then became one of the most popular reality TV shows in China. It's The Voice of China. Oh yes, of、um, course. We talk about that a lot. A lot. The show. Yeah, and the director reached out to him, but he declined the invitation twice over the course of two seasons because he was just too concerned about how the public would see him. You know,、mm. he was then invited again for the third season, and after serious considerations, he finally took his first step. Mm. So I watched a video clip of of this、uh, his blind audition. You know the coaches were facing towards the audience and they didn't know who this, who the contestant was. Yeah. Yeah, and as he was singing, and one of the coaches looked at another coach and and said,、mm, "She's great." <laughs> <laughs> and then he presses the button and turns around and saw this is a young man. He was very shocked and and、mm. and the coach was like, "What a guy!" <laughs> Seriously, you know, it blew their mind. Wow! Yeah, that's on national on on a television program. Yeah, that must have been. Yeah, but I think that it could have worked for him in his favor. You know, in that situation.、Mm-hmm. Um, though he passed a blind audition,、uh, he was eliminated in the next round. So him attending the show didn't make a big splash. That's unfortunate.、Mm-hmm. Okay,、um, let's move on to fact number four. Okay, so you you have any idea? Who I'm talking Absolutely、about? none. Of course not. <laughs> this is all new to me. I'm just kind of listening to the story because I, I haven't heard anything like this before. Yeah. So these the struggles he went through, I didn't know about. So、mm. next fact is about his signature song, and this is from a Chinese TV program called One on One. 
one, one on, on one. Okay, one on one. Mm. Okay. Although he didn't rise to fame after the show The Voice of China,、mm-hmm. he did attract the attention of music producers. So famous songwriter Gao Xiaosong once、okay. said that the singer's voice is ethereal. And like mountain spring that refreshes people's mind. Oh wow! That sounds very poetic. Unique, yeah, his unique angelic voice is something of a rarity in Chinese music.、Mm-hmm. And in 2016, the director of Chinese animated fantasy film called Big Fish and Begonia found him in the hope that he could sing the soundtrack for the movie. Oh wow! Yeah, and the、okay. singer said in in the interview that he recorded the demo inside the blanket for better. Sound effects. You know, one hand holding、wow. the blanket and the other pressing the recording button. So after recording, he was soaked in sweat. That's called jerry rigging to the fullest. I mean, <laughs> a blanket over his head. Yeah, over his、oh, head.、Man. I gotta try that. I mean, as an audio professional, <laughs> I've tried lots of things to kind of keep the sound quality the best, but never a blanket. <laughs> All right.、Mm. And the movie was a huge success, and so was the soundtrack.、Mm. Um, and it became his signature song. And the song is titled "Big Fish." It is a big giveaway to many people. Okay. Okay, big fish, huh? Big fish, yeah. Is that a? It's a Chinese movie, right? Chinese, yeah, animated film. Okay,、mm-hmm. all right. And the song gained eight awards, including the top ten hit songs of Fresh Asia Music Award. And、mm-hmm. after that, he has been、um, involved in many TV drama and movie soundtracks to live up to the title King of Soundtracks. Okay, so he's the king of soundtracks.、Mm. I think that's a huge clue for a lot of people. I think we have、uh, quite a few king and queens of soundtracks. Oh, really? Okay, never. Okay, never mind. I, re- I revoked that statement. <laughs> <laughs> no, but those、um, singing competitions have this appeal. A lot of times, people don't win these competitions, but. Somehow they're able to just make it big. Somebody,、yeah. you know, there's always record execs listening in, and yeah, they get deals.、Mm, exactly. So, last fact: in 2020, he attended another Chinese singing competition show called Singer. Okay, I am a singer or just singer. Uh, I think it used to be called "I Am a Singer," and now it's、oh, okay. sing- the same program. Name change, all right? Yeah, and where he gained recognition and popularity even more. Throughout the whole season, he was one of the most consistently high-ranking contestants, and won the first place for his performance of covering the song called "Da La Bong Ba." Da La Bong Ba. What does that mean? <laughs> Da La Bong Ba. It's a very Funny song. When I was watching his performance, at first I was like, "What?" And then, and then I start laughing and continued to laugh till the end of the song. It's a very good performance. You、All、should、right. watch it. Yeah. And the song is a it's a comical play telling the story of of a hero fights a dragon and saves a princess. And the lyrics tell the story of you know the hero fights the dragon, and, and then that was a funny display. I mean,、uh, the king, the father of the princess, asks the hero, "What is your name?" And the hero says, "My name is called Da La Bong Ba Ban De Wei Di Bu Duo Bi Lu Wang." Oh my goodness! Yeah,、That's、it's a, a ridiculously long name, long name <laughs> which makes the song very. Uh, funny. So did he like reject 
his offer to marry his daughter no, because of his didn't. name or what? He didn't. He said his name is Dala Bongba Bandu Beidi Buto Bilung and the king was like, what? <laughs> Come again? And he says again. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so okay, that's okay. the song, yeah. Jeez. And the singer blended singing with voice acting. So he uses five different voices to play the roles of, you know, the prince, the yeah. princess, the king, the hero, the dragon, and a narrator. Okay. Interesting. Mm, yeah. And the song went viral on multiple platforms, quickly exceeding 10 million views on the video platform Bilibili. And after it was released on NetEase Cloud Music, it dominated the chart for several days, having been played over 100 million times. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I can't look that up online because I can't even remember the guy's name. <laughs> so... <laughs> So that's all the... That's it. Oh, oh okay. Mm. Okay, so just run that by me. Some of those, some of the things that stand out. Obviously, that last song is probably the most signature clue about him, but I can't, I don't, I really don't, I, right now, I don't even remember and Big Fish. Big Fish. Okay, okay. So, are you are you going to search for? Uh, yeah, I'm going to need 30 answer. seconds for this, of course. Okay. All right. Let's so, give me 30 seconds. I am the going to look it up. Starts right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, no internet. Come on. 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. 10 seconds. Okay. Okay. I think I have. Four, three, two, one. Okay. Time's up. <laughs> Time's up. Time's you up. actually set an alarm to cut <laughs> yeah. me off? Yes. <laughs> That's the first time for this show, folks. She's taking this timer seriously. Okay. So a few names came up, and I'm going to have to do a um, process of elimination. And um, okay. I have one name here. I have a composer and I have a song that's written by. So there's three names here. <laughs> um, so, ah, geez. I think I'm going to go with. I think he has an English name. Really? Yeah, he's got an English name. Really? I'm going to say his English and also his uh, Chinese name. Okay. And I think that's Charlie Zhou Shun. Oh, bravo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're good. <laughs> well, it's the internet. I mean, thank goodness I had more luck than you did, right? But I guess his English name is Charlie Joe. Charlie Joe. Yeah. Yes. Charlie Joe or Joe Shen is a Chinese singer known for his ethereal voice and wide vocal range. He's able to sing soprano. He's also nicknamed a walking CD player. A walking CD a player? A walking CD player. <laughs> That's his nickname? <laughs> um, Never, I don't know. It's, 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 it's funny. Okay, it's, keep going. It's a, it's a compliment, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Because his live music is just as perfect as the recorded version. After all these years, he overcame his fear and his mm. lack of confidence and accepted who he is and realized his dream and remained his humble and down-to-earth personality. Mm. And his experience reminds me of a famous quote from the American TV series called This Is Us. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, this Is Us. And the quote says, Sometimes life is about taking the sourest lemons 
life has to offer, and making something resembling lemonade. Yes, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Yes, yeah, and yeah. I think Joshin is a good example of that. Yeah, seriously. So yeah, what tracks do you have from this guy that you would like to share? The first song I'd like to share is this his signature song that I mentioned before. It's called Big Fish. Okay. And it's followed by Dala Bongba. I really like this his performance. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, before we hear those tracks, we are going to go ahead and call it for this episode. Cynthia Xingyue, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Pop Muse. And for those of you tuning in, be sure to check us out again for another revealing episode. I'm TJ Reed. I'm Xingyue. Take it easy, folks, and we will see you again next time. Bye bye.
生关系。